Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We got to talk Cavs, and to do so, we go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. He is Chris Manning. He covers the Cavs as part of the Locked On Cavs podcast, also writes for Dime Up Rocks magazine. Chris, it's been a bit, man. Uh, Happy New Year to you. How you been? Happy New Year to you, Spencer. I'm doing good. Hope you're doing well as, as well. I am. I I, I think uh, you can relate to this. So can Evan, actually, because he was the one who told me at Cavs Media Day never to do this thing. But uh, my wife and I are in the midst of moving, actually, right now. Oh. We we bought a house. So, uh, yeah, I know that's not a good I, – I, I think it was Evan who said, like, yeah, Chris warned me never to do this, and I did it. And now I'm like, yeah, Chris was right. You know, it it ultimately is very it is very hard and it's a lot, but like you know, then you like you know, I my the the adult brain of me is like, oh yes, there is like the the financial benefit of not renting and and things, but so I mean, it's like just so much. It's it's a lot of work. I can tell you, we had no choice, Chris, because we were living in a condo, and as you know, we have a seven month old at home now, mm-hmm. and there's just there was no room left. Like we were running out of things to barricade the stairs with, so that he wouldn't fall down them and. He's climbing on everything. So it was like, we either get a house or we're stuck here. And there's, yeah, so it, it had to happen. But that's that's what we're dealing with in this this new year already. So it's it's been fine. It's been gone pretty smoothly. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's where we're at. So no, are, are, you, are you a handy person? Kind of. There's certain things I can do. And I, I'm, I'm the, uh, I, how do I put this? I am the go-to stereotypical, like, Hey, I'll just look it up on YouTube and figure it out, guy. Like that's me. Um, so I and I've done that for some things, but then I also know my limits. Like I'm not afraid to say, yeah, I can't do that, and I just let it go. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing anytime. My father-in-law, shout out to Mike Miller, um, <laughs> just does, saved my butt on basically everything. He's he's the real MVP of that. So I have no idea what I'm doing any zero percent of the time. So like you're miles ahead of me. Well, that's the that's the blessing of, you know, in-laws sometimes. They have certain skills that you don't. You can rely on them for that. So that's great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right, well, let's talk Cavs a little bit here. Um, let's start with the performance we saw on, on Monday night because, I mean, let's face it, uh, greatest Cavaliers scoring performance of all time. But I'm sure for you, being in the building had to be a memorable night that you will certainly not forget anytime soon as you watch that all unfold, just what was it like being in that building and seeing Donovan Mitchell's 71 point display in, uh, in live and in person? It was incredible to see him Spencer just keep going and going and going, right? Like this was not a particularly like good cast performance. Like they were down like double digits. Like they're not making shots. Like they look sluggish. It just feels like a game. Like, okay, maybe you're going to lose this one. And then Mitchell just dropped 
casually just kind of dropped 55 points in the second half in overtime. Just kind of kept coming and coming and coming, making all these big shots, really pushing himself to this like limit and just kind of willing himself to these big moments. And like I can't think of a performance that was exactly like that. You know, I, and I put credence on it when Kevin Love post game was like, that's the best performance I've ever seen. When Kevin Love, who's played with LeBron James and been to the finals a bunch and all this stuff and has had some great performances of his own. You know, like he, he's like, yeah, that's the best thing I've ever seen. And it was, I think just an incredible performance. The energy was nuts. I mean, I think maybe the best, the, the best example that I will stick in my head is, and Spencer, you know this, anyone who goes to games with us, you don't usually stay for the on-court post-game interview. Usually leave. Yeah. Like no one's paying attention to that. Like the people at home are watching it, but like the people in the arena usually leave. I want to say two-thirds of the arena stayed to hear Serena Winters interview Donovan Mitchell after mm. the game. I've never seen anything like that after a game. And it was like everyone was just like basking in it. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that's awesome. Like they wanted an encore almost, which I'm mm-hmm. sure he was exhausted and didn't want to give it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, you know, you talk about Kevin Love and all of how that all unfolded. Obviously, it's it's still early on in this process with, with Mitchell. But you look back at the trade and at the time there was the instant shock value of getting this player that we all thought was at least a star in this league. Um, but now you, now that you get a performance like that and just everything he's meant to this team, everything he's done, he certainly at least deserves to be in the MVP conversation and he's getting the all-star votes, like everything that comes with what he's done so far is, is, is warranted. But did we think Donovan Mitchell was going to be like this good? Because he's unlocked an entirely different level that we've seen from, uh, maybe there was that one year where he had the playoff run where he was playing insane, but like this is not the guy that uh, that we saw in Utah, and it's been obviously phenomenal and fun to watch. But just did we like is this the Donovan Mitchell that we expected to get when they make this move? And do you think that looking back, I know this trade was done for the long term effects of it, like four or five years down the line. But does it feel like already we can kind of chalk it up to like yeah, the Cavs probably won this, not won this one, but at least that it was like a fair trade for both sides. I think this is the best basketball he's ever played. I don't think there's a question about that. I think offensively, he's averaging career high points. He's more efficient than he's ever been. He's like having some ridiculous numbers on pull-up threes and and just every kind of shot on the floor. Like he's been unreal at. Um, defensively, he's been much. He's been miles, miles better than he could have expected. He would have been. I mean, last that that was the thing coming out of Utah, where he just was a disaster in that series defensively against Dallas. And I think he's been like a, a bonafide like solid defensive player for most of this year um i don't know spencer like i would love this is one of those times where like i like to get like the kobe allman or jb bickers have true series like was this what you expected because like i don't know if you could have because i think it's the best basketball he's ever played i think you're expecting a motivated mitchell and all that stuff but like this is a guy that i think is you know i the mvp discussion is going to be very tight and i don't know if he's going to you know get in that top five but i think this is a guy that right now if you were to tell him i had to say like where he's at i think this is like a first team all nba level guy considering he's played almost every game the numbers he's putting up competing against some of these guys the record of the team like I, he's in that discussion and he's never been an all nba guy before in his whole career he's never made that team and i think that's the path he's on at the very least this year he, he's been incredible um and i i think if you're that front office or that coaching staff are just like, yeah, man, this is this is worth it ten times out of ten. He's he's been phenomenal. Chris Manning joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at CWM Rights. Um, 
What do you make, uh, you know, we're all in awe of Donovan Mitchell and everything he's done, but I, I do think we've seen some nights on the floor that sometimes I think him and Garland just aren't jiving or just things aren't going perfectly between those two just yet. What do you make of that? Is it something you think is just resolvable with time? Or is it maybe something that down the line you end up having to pick between one or the other because they just can't play together? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that so far? I think it's a time thing. I think this is a situation with those two where Garland was one of the, was just like a highly ball dominant guy last year, particularly once Ricky Rubio went down. Like it was going to be an adjustment for him to go back to something a little bit different. He used to he was going to go down. Um, his his kind of the time of the ball in his hands is going to change. That was always going to be the case, and he's he's going to be better for it. And Mitchell is this like alpha predator. Like he's going to come in, he's going to do down of the Mitchell things. You don't get you don't get him to not let him do this, particularly when he's playing as well as as good as he is, right? I think they'll be fine. I think it's just, just a, you got to build chemistry. You have to build a rapport. I, I think, you know, maybe the best example is in recent history is what went down with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I mean, that team made a finals. Yeah. They've been very successful. It took them time. They had to learn how to, like, pass to each other and feed off of each other, and that, that just takes time. That takes reps. Uh, you know, Garland's injury earlier this year certainly didn't help that. Him being out now doesn't help that. But, like, they'll go through a playoff series or two this year, and maybe we'll see how far they can go. They'll go through the rest of this regular season. That's all going to make them better. I, I have no doubt that they'll be fine. They're a pretty natural fit to me. And, like, despite some of the – sometimes taking turns a little bit, I, I think ultimately they'll be fine. Chris Manning joining us on the hotline. Uh, speaking of guys fitting in and, and trying to sort of figure out how this thing looks moving forward, is the starting – a uh, small forward position. Is it currently on the roster or do you think there's a trade to be made? And if there's a trade to be made, who is the guy that you maybe like the most? I know there's been a number of names floated out there. Harrison Barnes has come up in conversations. I think Joe Harris has been mentioned among others. Who's the guy that you think is the best fit for this team if they end up making a move in February? So if you if I could pick a guy not on the team, I would be picking like a three and a half, like four type, like a, a combo forward who's a little bigger. Um, who can shoot it. So, like, that names you mentioned, Harrison Barnes, that's definitely one. I think Bojan Bogdanovic in Detroit is definitely one. Kyle Kuzma would be one. Dylan uh, Johnson would from San Antonio would be one. I don't know if he's really available and, and whatnot, but, like, that would be one I would really, really look at if he was there. And the Cavs go back to the, the year they took Garland. There's a, they apparently, like, took Kelvin Johnson first and changed their mind and took Dylan Wimler. So that's, like, a, a fun what if in, in retrospect, or maybe not so fun. But, it's that kind of player. I think, though, it's going to be really hard for them to get that kind of player. Jake Fisher at Yahoo today had like a story about the Cavs and and their you know their their what they're looking for in terms of wing help, and it it tracks with what else is out there. It's like I don't think that there's going to be they they don't really have the assets to maybe go get one of these really perfect fits. Like I don't know if the Kings want to trade Barnes for what the Cavs can have or if they want to trade him at all. I don't know if they can get Bogdanovich from Detroit. I don't think know if they can get Kuzma if he would want to resign. Like I don't I think that the perfect small forward is probably not on this roster yet, but I don't know if it's something they're necessarily going to be able to get in the next month. Mm. Yeah, that, that's a tough sort of dilemma to be in. Um because I I do think from from my perspective, Chris, it just mm-hmm. feels like it's not sustainable to continue just kind of the carousel of guys at that position. Like you talk about building chemistry and these guys as a young group kind of growing together. And it just feels like that rotating cast of characters in that role 
is maybe hindering that development a little bit in terms of the, the starting five. So I just don't know if it's something that they can keep doing consistently throughout the year and expect to get the results that they're hoping for. Well, and I think, too, I think there's enough there's enough out there that we can look at some of these options and, and kind of say, I don't really, I don't think it worked that well. I think Lamar Stevens is like a useful NBA player. I think sticking with him as long as he was sticking in the, in the starting lineup was crazy. He like doesn't provide you much on offense. Like those lineups like grading out as like a negative 10 per points per hundred possessions. Like with him as a starter with the other four guys, like they, they weren't good. Your spacing's really tight. It's the same, you know, Cora provides some of the same issues, and even with him, I think, having of late, like, a pretty good run of play, he's been, I think, pretty solid as a play. No, the overt thing didn't work. Uh, it's clear that the coaching staff, even if the shooting would make some sense, and Jed Osmond isn't, I don't think, fully embraced to kind of be that guy. Like, we might have seen it already. You know, Dean Wade's hurt. Like, the options you've had have just kind of not been there, and they're all kind of imperfect in their own way, and it's tricky. I um, mean, it's clear, I think, like stylistically what they're looking for. I think that's why Lamar was kind of a pick for a little bit there and why he was someone they, they went to. But none of these options are perfect, and, and it does, I, it, and especially when you have an opportunity to be really good and you have these star players and you have Mitchell having the season he's having. It's it, I, it, it is, I can imagine, if you're like a, like a doctor fan or you're the front office, like frustrating just because you want to maximize that. But it's they have the thing, they need the thing that a lot of teams really, really want or need, and it's hard to find. And it's it's going to be, it's one of the biggest things they need to figure out in the next you know, year to two years. It's like figuring out what that, who that real starter at the three is going to be. He's Chris Manning. He covers the Cavs for the Locked On Cavs podcast. He's one half of that show with Evan Damrell. They do a great job. He also writes for the NBA for Dime Uproxx magazine. I, I want to get you out of here, Chris, but I, I did want to sort of slide in one last thing. What did you make of uh, – I, th- I thought JB gave a really thoughtful answer last night on the question. I think it was from Joe Varden about – you know, Evan Mobley's development and how they try to develop him while also trying to win. Because listen, that's been a topic of a conversation too. I think fans are concerned that he hasn't, when you, when you get dubbed like a unicorn and you have all these, you know, at the, these comparisons to Kevin Garnett and, 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 and such, I think fans have high expectations for you and we just haven't seen that yet. But I, I do think JB brings up a good point of like, we're just trying to let him figure out what his role is right now. That's going to help us win. And the rest will kind of come. I'm glad you brought this up because I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about like development in the modern NBA for like a while. There's a Steve Kirk quote a couple months ago about how like it is the league now because of how young guys come in. The league has to do a lot of the development and it's like, you have to prioritize winning and all this stuff. They're on that two path track in Golden State and Cleveland has, it's not exactly the same obviously, but it's something similar where it's like, you're trying to let Moby grow, but also you have Mitchell and Garland and Allen and like, you're trying to win basketball games right now. Like you have, and you clearly were good enough last year to try to win games. And you've got Mitchell, so you're going to try to win more games this year. That's how this works. Um, and, and look, he's just. I think the, the thing that I would say that I will, that I think will, and we'll see where this goes. That maybe that that I would push back with when people get nervous about it. It's like just just defensively, he's been unreal. I think he's been incredible. But I think just look go look at how he's being used on offense versus the other guys that he's maybe kind of compared with as as a quote unquote unicorn like Anthony Davis. Had like a, a like a five percent usage rate jump in his from rookie year to second year, and made the All Star team second year. Evan Mobley's has gone down two percent. He's getting less opportunities to finish and score and, and finish possessions. Like 
that's just product of getting Donovan Mitchell and having expectations. He's just going to have a different path. And, so, and that, real I, quick, Chris, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Like, how does JB yeah. fix that? Because like he th- shouldn't he be trying to get Mo? And he did mention that in the answer. Like, we got to get Moby more involved in the offense. I think more looks like you had at the end of the game to get where Moby yeah. had the game winning jumper would make some sense. I think maybe just try like getting healthy and getting in a rhythm can help that. But I, I don't know. I think they're figuring that out. I think this is just going to be an ongoing thing to figure that out because it's really hard. It's it's really really hard, and especially when he you know, he misses some time or whatever. It's it's difficult to figure all this out. And I think it's fair to say you'd rather have him development develop rather in in this form of the team where you're winning rather than like what, how Kyrie had to develop where it was like just do everything and and you know figure it out. So uh, yeah, different scenario than the Cavs are used to in terms of developing young guys. Chris Manning again, half of the Locked On Cavs podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at CWM writes. Chris, always appreciate the conversation, man. Always so thoughtful. Appreciate you, man. Uh, I hope we get to connect in person soon here in a little bit. All right. It's going to be good to see you and invest you in the family. Thank you. You too. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.